0: Grow Your Life, a podcast with stories and systems to live better and work smarter. Hey, well, welcome, everyone. Good day, fellow freelancers and aspiring ones. Um, my name is Jason Scott Montoya, and I look forward to sharing insights on how to survive and thrive through this coronavirus crisis. Um, we're in a bit of a worldwide pandemic, and as freelancers, this can be quite unsettling and paralyzing. So the question is: Is how do we focus on what's in front of us? When it feels like the world around us is in a raging storm that's only escalating with each day. So thankfully, what it takes to succeed as a freelancer is also what you need to survive during this crisis. But before I dive in, let me tell you a little bit about me, my background, how I fell into freelancing, and how this crisis has affected me so far. I'm a husband and father of five kiddos located in metro Atlanta, Georgia. I'm freelancing content marketer. I work with B2B organizations to attract visitors, capture leads, and nurture loyal customers. I'm also an author of two books, Path of the Freelancer and The Jump. Um, And uh, one's for freelancers, obviously, and and the other is for small business owners. I'm also a blogger at jasonscottmontoya.com. So in 2014, I shut down my marketing business of seven years. As a result of closing down my company and a variety of other factors, I found myself in a personal crisis, struggling through anxiety, depression, and whether or not I could even provide for my family. My transition from entrepreneur to freelancer was unexpected, as folks from my network sought me out for contract services. And before I knew it, I was freelancing. it found me and after eight months I decided, you know, this is working, um, it's getting consistent pain work, and so I decided to embrace and master this vocational path. In 2015, I did that and I began mentoring other freelancers and this led me to me capturing insights which eventually became the book, Path the Freelancer, which I published in 2017. What I realized um, at this, you know, through this coronavirus crisis as it's unfolded is that freelancers are successful because they've learned to live with the mindset that a crisis is just around the corner. <laughs> it just happens to be a big one this time. So that even when things are good, they're, they can quickly go from not being good. But as prepared as we might be, it doesn't make it easy. And as a result of this pandemic, I face some negative effects on my freelancing workload which are not shared to gain your sympathy, but rather to let you know that as successful as I've been at freelancing, I'm not immune to the negative effects of what's happening and they will continue um, to to play out for me and and for us all. Two of my clients have paused their efforts entirely for a total of 20% of my monthly income. Um, Another client wants to continue working with me, but doesn't know when or how they're going to be able to pay. Um, So with only us being in this for a few weeks, um, you know, and and potentially this being, us being more locked down and more cutbacks, it's, it's possible that this could get worse and we should expect that and prepare accordingly. Um, if it ends up being better, then we'll be better off. Um, but I think we really need to kind of face it head on and lean into it. So as we collectively face this challenge as freelancers, um, we don't have to stay there. We don't have to stay in that fear. We can make progress and doing so in the crisis will provide us the strength to truly shine when we ultimately get to the other side. So in talking about my goal for today in this talk, um, the question is how do we do that? How do we face the crisis head on without delusions or paralyzing panic, but truly lean into the uncertainty that we're all facing? Perhaps one way to do this is to look at the current situation as the new normal that this is the reality we find ourselves within. So how will we build a freelancing business in this difficult context? Even if no government support were to come our way, how can we adapt and take advantage of the opportunity to survive in the short-term while building a foundation to thrive in the long-term? So my goal for you in this session is to provide you with actionable ideas for your growing freelancing business tailored to the crisis we now find ourselves in. The presentation file that I have here that you're seeing Um, so you don't have to scramble and take notes. Uh, I'll put it on my website at jasonscottmontoya slash coronavirus. I'll put it on there and I've got other resources that I've added and will continue to add. um, So you can visit that and and access this file and that way you can can listen in um, without having to uh, keep track of too much of what I'm presenting on the screen. So without further ado, let's get at it. Um, I wanna start with the eight vital achievements of successful freelancing. In my book, Path of the Freelancer, I unpack these eight achievements that successful freelancers must accomplish and sustain to thrive in this vocation. For this presentation, I'm going to walk through those eight achievements while extracting and tweaking the insights in a way that makes them hyper relevant in the coronavirus. You can explore the book on Amazon. Um, I've also got some courses on Skillshare where I dive into this. so You can check those out as well. Um, and that'll give you a deeper dive. But we're going to do a survey of these eight achievements and how they relate to the situation. So just real quickly, um, I just want to read through the eight achievements so you're familiar with them. The first thing that we must do as, an achie- as a successful freelancer is to be fully committed to freelancing, that this is the path we've chosen and, and it is the only path. Um, second is our offerings are in a compelling package, so we've got clarity on what it is we offer and, and how we're communicating that. Third is we have a steady stream of paying clients. Um, that's a big one now, and it tends to be even when we're not in crisis with freelancers. Fourth is an active, uh, active clients. The ones we're already working with are maximized, so we're getting we're taking one-time projects and making them ongoing engagements. Um, fifth is uh, unaffected um, by the roller coaster. So, wise, uh, six is wise and precise financial management. Seven is unified personal and work lives and eighth is we share what we've mastered. So let's explore these achievements and how they relate to the crisis, starting with the first. Fully committed to freelancing. So should I be freelancing during the coronavirus crisis? The pros and cons of this path. (laughs) If there is a sweet spot between being a large business and an employee in a crisis like this, it's the freelancer. A company of one has the entrepreneur spirit to problem-solve and adapt while also spreading the risk of failure unlike a small business with many employees and a large payroll. So, if you're a freelancer, you're in a good vocation for the season that we find ourselves in. As I freelanced and waded into the crisis, I see a handful of points for and against freelancing. The strengths also happen to be the weaknesses. Freelancers can be more expendable than employees. One of my clients halted all contract consultants. For me, this meant losing 1,500 a month in monthly income. And now they have got to figure out how to to replace that, thankfully, I've also minimized some of my liabilities. We recently paid off our student loans, don't own anything on our vehicles. So we have a lot more margin to to navigate this crisis. It's also likely that many people who are fired from creative firms will increase the number of freelancers, at least in the short term. So there could be sort of an increase in competition to some degree. But on the flip side, it's possible that this could be one of the best times to be a freelancer because of the diversity of risk and the flexibility of our engagements. Plus, we're already used to working remotely, so um, those that aren't, we can we can help them adapt. So because most freelancers like myself have a portfolio of clients and working with different clients at once, one of the two, one or two of them as they have can stop working with me or you and and we don't lose all our income so our risk is diversified Um, that would be unlike someone that has traditional employment where if they do get laid off they've lost all of their income so that's a benefit of being a freelancer with multiple clients and because many companies can't afford to keep their staff they still need the work to get done and freelancing is the natural alternative to save money without the long-term commitment and they also get an expert to make stuff happen so there's a huge opportunity here as freelancers and I think it's something that we can definitely lean into um, if you're already freelancing I'd rec- and you've got multiple clients I'd recommend sticking with it if you're starting to freelance or thinking about it now may be a good opportunity if, if you can uh, if you can navigate the, the ups and downs and you don't have the risk that that can come with it. Um, So the crisis is a great way to find how committed you are to freelancing. If you're oriented to make it work and find your next gig when you've lost stuff or when it's getting hard, you're fully committed to making it happen. But if you're wondering about ending your freelancing journey and going to get a full time job because of the crisis, you're probably not fully committed and and you're on the fence. You're you're dancing between the two and you may not have the endurance to sustain the ups and downs that are likely to come with the craft and, and the path. So I would recommend you make the decision to go all in or pull back and go a different direction. While there is diff, you know, a tremendous opportunity ahead, it will be hard, but it will also be rewarding for those that can push through. So let's jump to the second achievement, which is offerings are in a compelling package. And again, all, um, um, these are all things you can also visit on the website, pathoffreelancer.com. You can learn more about these achievements, and I also have resources for each of them that you can check out in the achievement library on pathofthefreelancer.com. So let's jump into the second achievement. Um, The second achievement sustained by successful freelancers is having an offering in a compelling package. This includes clarity on the problem you're solving and the solution you're offering to solve it. In this crisis, we need to look at adapting our offering to match the context. Freelancers that survive will be stronger for it and be better positioned when this is all over. So what I want you to do is is to think now, to deliberately decide now what you're going to do so you can execute later. As this crisis unfolds and affects us in different ways, it's going to result in an emotional roller coaster. As that roller coaster ensues, it's going to be challenging to do the right thing when we feel like the world is crashing down around us. So like a soldier trains in boot camp before going to war, we need to think through and make our important decisions now of how we're going to act before the wave hits us. We wanna deliberately decide so we can effectively execute later when the tensions and emotions are high. So the second piece I want us to think about is how do we uh, uh, adapt our approach? What we offer as a freelancer, um, the the disruption is going to, to vary but we need to be quick to adapt to the situation. The type of adaptation is going to to drastically differ, but those that will require the most drastic change will be the most severely affected by social distancing and shelter in place directive. If there's a way you can pivot your offering to go remote online or in ways that comply with the most severe social lifestyle directives, you'll be best equipped to respond to the uncertainty and change that is coming. As a freelancer, content marketing specialist, my ability to do my work continues. I've been working remotely. I've been able to to work online, Um, but the limitation is on the clients that I'm working with. Can they afford to pay me? Because maybe they aren't in that same type of situation. But as, you know, so I have to put together my own uh, adaptation and part of it is, you know, I've written these two books, so I'm putting on these these free webinars to help others out. and it gives me an opportunity to, to, to share those resources as well. I also have some sk- courses on Skillshare. Um, and those are different ways that I can generate a little bit of extra income to augment anything I might lose from my freelancing work itself. With one of my clients, they're pivoting towards offering a service to help companies get loans from the impending government legislation in the United States that's that's unfolding. Um, they're doing this with the hope that some of the client, some of their leads or 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 um, the people, the companies that they're helping with might not be able to hire them now, but they're at least helping them in a way that plants a seed for them to work with them in in a few months, six months, or a year. So some of their strategies might be more about, um, you know, how do you develop those leads and build trust in a situation that's gonna be hard to do that um, when you can't meet with people or um, can't network or it's just gonna be challenging in several ways. But the idea is to be creative. How do you adapt what it is that you do? What's the value you provide, the problem you solve, and how can you solve that? And how can you adapt in this situation, get creative and lean in? So it's hard for me to know exactly how to help each and every freelancer because everyone is, every freelancer is so different in in their skill and their context. And so it's really about, you know, getting creative and go do it. So the other thing to think about is payment terms. Um, If you have clients that want to work with you and are willing to pay you but just aren't sure how, consider offering different payment terms instead of the normal prepay or net 10, do a series of micropayments or a payment plan. Get creative and find ways to make the financials work for both you and your customer. Be careful not to stretch yourself too thin with any one client owing you a great deal of money while we hope and expect to get paid for all the work that we do. If you place all of your accounts receivable in one business and they fail, you will end up with nothing at the end. So you wanna, again, diversify your risk. That's the benefit of being a freelancer. So don't go too far down one road with one client um, without, with, without understanding the risk that you're, you're going into. Um, the next thing is to think about be ready to work more and less. So there are going to be waves of work during the crisis. There'll be weeks where we have too much work to do and other weeks where we have nothing to do. Be ready to work hard and long during the work so you have paid projects because it's only a matter of time before you don't. So lean in when you can and rest and release when, you have, when there are breaks. If your freelancing client workload is not yet been affected, it's likely that being downstream is delaying what will eventually hit you. Lean into your current paid work now and do as much of it as you can get paid as much as you can soon when the pandemic waves start heading, some clients will pause out of panic and you may be stuck in limbo so do what you can to prevent this wrap up what you've got going and 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 uh and if you can continue it then do that when you have less to do and the energy to follow consider blogging podcasting youtube being as a way to build your brand and generate traffic and leads reach out to people individually um, next achievement Steady stream of paying clients. The third achievement that successful freelancers sustain is creating a steady stream of paying clients. When there's not a crisis, this is often the biggest pain point of freelancing. In the coronavirus crisis, this is going to be even harder. Those that have been freelancing for some time and have a network of people and past customers will fare best as you'll always have many folks you can reach out to directly. Starting a new relationship with someone during this time is going to be challenging, but if you can offer free support and help to those in need, you can make it happen. Um, as challenging as this one's going to be, um, there's still ways to to make it work. So stay connected with your customers. Don't go dark on communication. Past customers, prospects, contacts, follow up diligently. Um, I have a client who has not responded to my emails for two months, but I knew once the crisis unfolded, they were gonna need, um, it was gonna affect their business and they needed to get some email campaigns out to their database. I emailed and texted them for a couple weeks and finally they responded and we did it the last couple days. So be diligent. Um, Everyone's in their crisis right now so you must be more assertive than you might normally approach the situation. If you can find ways to provide value by sharing resources and links that can make it easier to continue following up. Also get creative with your sales and marketing efforts. Crisis has a way of sharpening our focus and with a sharper focus we can pierce through the noise. If you're if you've if you're to get a new customer, you have to lean into approaches that you've done in the past that have worked or explore new ones that you've been resistant to. If networking was your way of building relationships and finding customers, you have to find a new way to, to do that networking online. Perhaps you could hold some, of, uh, some networking digital events of sorts. I've never done Facebook live, Instagram live, or video on LinkedIn. Now is the time I'm exploring these things. So Again, get creative, do things you might've been resistant to or um, that you just wouldn't, wouldn't have done before. Um, also, when it comes to building a steady stream of paying clients, a lot of that comes from referrals as a freelancer, what I call rainmakers, customer referrals, and then friends and family. Rainmakers are people who trust our work and refer customers our way. Raving fan customers also drive referrals our way as do friends and family. So stay connected with these people who have helped drive leads your way historically. Um, raving, um, figure out ways to, that you can stay connected with them and also how you can provide value to them. One simple way to do this is connect with them on LinkedIn and then stay active on LinkedIn so you're continually um, interacting with them in different ways. You could also reach out directly and find out how the crisis is affecting them and there, if there's anything you can do to help. And, and I kind of put a stamp on that, like helping other people right now is, is a huge thing and, and it may not result in a financial response, but it's, it's the right thing to do and we need to do it for us to, to make it through this situation. So on that note, be a known as the go-to for your specialty in the crisis. So for whatever type of freelancer you are, um, people want to follow those who are confident and effective. As much as we all might be shaking in our boots inside, we have the choice as to whether we let that paralyze us or activate us. So be bold and stand strong um, even when the winds and the waves are crashing around us. For me, I want to be the go-to freelancer for content marketing, but in this situation, I want to be the one you go to in the midst of the crisis. Um, And so I want to emanate that confidence and reassurance that helps others around me perform at a higher level, um, even beyond the the specific work that I'm providing. I'm also wanting to provide a morale boost to to those that I can interface with. The next um, achievement, um, the fourth achievement, and possibly one of the most important ones during this crisis is maximizing your existing client engagements like i said it's hard to build trust in a crisis with strangers but there are customers we've already done that with and who can continue um, that we can continue to serve so don't um, don't discount paying clients they will be your lifeline Um, lean into no strings personal relationships with customers how can i help um you know, even if you're not necessarily getting paid, if you're just reaching out, touching base, finding out what their needs are, um, it, go beyond the simple payment um, transactional approach. Stay in communication and continually offer ideas, resources, and opportunities that will provide value to them. And don't be afraid to go personal. Even when you've resisted it before, ask people how the crisis is affecting them and how um, they're doing right now. I mean, it's affecting all of us emotionally. It's unsettling in ways. It's um, affecting us financially. Um, You know, find out how people are doing. You know, maybe this is the time for you to do that, do the thing where you've been so oriented towards transactional interactions with people. Now it's just about seeing how people are and and helping them. Um, So this is a challenging season, you know, challenging season, lean in and do what you can to help others. Um, Also, in terms of the work itself, find ways to transition your one-time project into an ongoing engagement. If you're working with an active client right now on a finite project, look around for other opportunities that would help them or their business. Locate that next project with them before you finish the one that you're currently working on. Um, Build a string of projects that will lead to them working with you perpetually. This approach requires way less energy than trying to find a new customer, especially now. So if you're going to get new work, it's going to most likely come from those you're already working with or those you've worked with recently or those that you've ever worked with. Trying to get it through strangers is going to be very challenging right now. So in certain cases, be willing to say yes when you may have said no. Perhaps there are certain size or types of projects or clients you'd rather steer away from. In this crisis situation, it may make sense to take some of those on rather than not. If you do consider throwing out a higher price or asking for a larger deposit before beginning, make it worthwhile, but also be open to the idea. Um, On the size side of things, every project matters. The one you have, whether they pay you 1% of your income or 40%, they will all add up over time and you won't regret stewarding them all with excellence. So whether it's one hour or 10 hours or 50 hours, or if you do a fixed fee, it's $100 or $1,000 or $10,000. Like every dollar matters right now, so you really need to lean into that. And be willing to do some types of works outside your freelancing to help bridge the gap. Perhaps you'll need to deliver some pizzas or boxes for a few days per week to make the finances work out. So don't be above um, doing some of the grunt work you might have to do to to fill in the gaps. So the next um, achievement is unaffected by the roller coaster. So we're there's already a roller coaster as a freelancer and, and it's about to, uh, to get a little bit uh, more, more, more uh, interesting. But instead of being anxious, consider it as an adventure. Get excited. Um, it's better than living a boring life, right? <laughs> with that said, you definitely want to surround yourself with the proper support to handle that roller coaster, especially the emotional toll it can take on all of us. So plan for when your work has slowed or stopped completely. Like I mentioned earlier and about deciding before, things unravel and potentially creating through blogging, podcasting, or YouTubing, figure out now what you're going to do. So when that lag time comes, you're not wasting time figuring it out. You can simply get to writing or recording, or perhaps volunteering somewhere or helping in the community in some um, impactful way. Go create, that is, unless you want to you know, use that time, that downtime to rest when the lows happen. So that's that's a possibility. You may not necessarily need to go do something, but you may need to not do something uh, to recover. Lean into your relational emotional support system, whether it's a weekly Zoom call or touching base with a friend each day. Stay connected with your friends and family, especially during this time when we're living in isolation. In fact, this could be an opportunity to talk with people that we haven't talked to in a while or that we don't talk to enough but want to. So it's going to be a roller coaster. We can't do it alone. We need others to share our burdens and unload when appropriate. If you don't have this, um, start building it now and you can start asking uh, people for a favor or by offering to help. This will kick in the relational cycle of reciprocity and and that'll help cultivate some relationships. And perhaps you'll you'll build some new ones with folks um, through this crisis that you may not have done before, especially through different online communities. I've, I've experienced that before in the past. So the sixth achievement is geared around wise and precise financial management. Let me jump the slide here. Most of the fruit of doing this is going to come down to what you've done historically before the crisis began. But there are a few things to lean into to help make a difference. If you're one to struggle with sending invoices, get them out. Don't don't wait a month. Don't wait uh, or forget about them. Make sure you're getting those out. Um, Days are going to matter in this type of situation, so you want to make sure that, that you're proactive. Send your invoices out. Get reminders out. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to ask for money if you're owed it. Um, if there's an issue with getting paid, you want to know as quickly as possible so you know how to respond. Um, get larger deposits before starting work if you can, especially with new customers that you don't have a relationship with and you don't you don't necessarily know if you can trust them. Um, just um, and it also depends on your financial situation. You're going to be able to be a lot more flexible if you if you're in a stronger financial position versus if you're not. So. That flexibility to be able to work with someone or not is going to vary. Um, Be willing to, especially with your existing clients, um, but also be willing to ask for more if if that's essential for your situation. And if you owe money or need to pay vendors and software companies, the worst thing you can do is go dark, stay in open communication. And if you can't pay or need to do a payment plan, let them know quickly. People and companies are more flexible with those who keep their lines of communication open than those who don't. I I know um, on on the personal side, I know a lot of in America, a lot of, uh, mortgage companies are willing to delay uh, mortgage payments. You just need to call them. keep that communication open. Don't miss your payments and then try and figure it out. Be proactive. So the seventh achievement is unified and personal work lives. Keeping our personal work lives unified in this crisis is going to be challenging. <laughs> it's going to be all over the place and to some degree if you're not prepared. Although it could also be an opportunity to take it serious for those of us who have been workaholics. To help us, there are four ways that I think we can make the most of this. Um, One is to build what I call a a responsive budget. You create a survivor's budget and an achiever's budget. The survivor's budget is the least amount of money you need to survive and pay your essential bills and create an achiever's budget, which allows you to give generously, save abundantly, and live comfortably. Based on how your month's income goes or what you anticipate in the next month, change your spending habits to follow the budget that's appropriate. So you can also create an in-between budget from the two that is not as severe, but is still reserved. Um, When making money, you can spend more, but when your income dries up, you need to know quickly how you're going to respond. The responsive budget is the way that I've used to do that. And my first year of freelancing, that was a, a vital thing because I was actually making money, but we didn't have any money. And so I was wondering what was going on and what was happening is our income, what our spending was not matching our income. So I needed to create this responsive budget to adapt to that. Communicate with friends and family, close, close friends at least, um, along the way, the wins, the losses, the needs. As you have needs personally or as a freelancer, let people know. Don't, don't um, hide that. Um, this is a time of, of great humility, I think, for all of us um, asking for help. So don't surprise someone with the fact that you can't pay rent the day it's due. Know and let people you care about in on it well before it happens. Time is your friend to get help and make a difference. And if you have wins, share them. In a season of crisis like this, we need to celebrate the good and be grateful for it. Um, Rhythms of rest and release. Don't get too consumed with saving the world or stockpiling so much that you lose yourself. Um, Build into your life rhythms of rest and release so you can do work with a sound mind and an energized body. Work diligently and embrace opportunity, but don't burn yourself out unless unless you plan time to recover (laughs) from, from that. Otherwise, you may end up in a cycle that puts you in a worse place um, in, in this situation. Consider creating a work schedule of when you work and when you don't so it, can t- so it doesn't take over your life. And finally, live healthily. Focus on staying healthy with your diet and exercise. Drink tea over soda, especially immune system boosting tea. Get that garlic. Get those things in your system that will uh, that help boost your, your immune system. So if you end up getting the coronavirus, Um, you'll be able to better physically respond to it and not be one that has to go into um, hospitalization or the ICU. If you destroy yourself trying to survive, there's no point in surviving, so we want to live healthily through this season. Um, The last achievement is we share what we've mastered. This is a tough season, so we cannot do it alone. We need to help others as much as we can. This is the spirit of the final achievement, a successful freelancer, and it's a big part of why I'm doing this webinar. I wanna take what I know and I have experienced and share it with others so they can better prepare and respond when things don't go, when they, when they get challenging. So, um, you know, that's the final achievement. Just to kind of recap the eight achievements um, there are eight successful ch- achievements that freelancers need to, to, to lean into to succeed. I've made some tweaks to them for the coronavirus crisis. Um, you can explore them and related resources on pathofthefreelancer.com. And um, the website also has a freelancer directory, so I recommend adding your free listing as one way to promote yourself. You can also dive into the book for print and Kindle or Amazon or check out my related Skillshare courses. Um, please do reach out to me directly if you have questions, comments, or stories, um, either way, successful or, or unsuccessful. Um, you can visit my website at jasonscottmontoya.com/slash coronavirus for the resources. I also have other blogs and stuff. If you want to email me, just email me at jason at jasonscottmontoya.com. That's jason at jasonscottmontoya.com. And I thank you all for attending this webinar. And I look forward to hearing your stories of success in the midst of this crazy crisis. Thank you. For additional stories and systems to live better and work smarter, visit jasonscottmontoya.com. Thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you on the next episode of Grow Your Life.